The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. Who is your best self? Better question is, who are you? What does it mean to have a best self? We hear a lot of talk in the New Age, New Thought movement out there today about a higher self. What does that mean? And how do we begin to live from that self? Well, today we're going to be talking to Sarah Wiseman for for her third time on our show about this concept of becoming a best self. She's a spiritual teacher and intuitive and is the author of Becoming Your Best Self, Writing the Divine, and Your Psychic Child. Popular presenter, she's a featured columnist for Retailing Insight, top contributor to Daily Ohm, and hosts her own radio show called Ask Sarah. She's released four healing music CDs with her band Martyrs of Sound, and she also provides private psychic consults. There's a lot of talk out there about working toward excellence and higher self and self-improvement. We're going to talk today with Sarah to find out what does she mean by these terms. So let me ask you some questions, and these are all questions found in her book. What if you could open to divine guidance simply by asking? What if you could read signs and symbols from the universe? What if you could understand your highest possibility in this lifetime? What if you could communicate with divine beings at any time? What if you could have the present, could heal the present, the past, and the future? What if you could live in universal flow? These are some of the questions asked by her book, Becoming Yourself, The Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy, a good book that is very helpful in terms of its exercises and uh, the uh, clarity of her intention to teach people how to access that part of our lives and ourselves. So welcome, Sarah, to the Authentic Living Show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Andrea. I'm so happy to be here again, our third time together. That's just really something. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So let's talk about intuition. So you you say we can do all these things if we use intuition. Most people think of intuition as kind of either sort of psychic where you predict the future or it's uh, some kind of little um, smell or taste or sensation of something that might be alerting you that something's really wrong. What, What do you mean when you say intuition? Well, what I mean when I say intuition is a way of accessing um, what's around us in cos- cosmic consciousness and collective thought and group soul in the universe and a way of um, going into that and connecting and gathering that information so that we can use it in our daily lives and to improve our own situation or our own understanding. So intuition can definitely be used to look into future possibilities, um, but I like to think of it as kind of taking a big fishing net and just going and 
scooping some of that conscious, cosmic consciousness up and using it in our own lives. That's sort of how I might define it. Okay. Cosmic consciousness. What do you mean by that? Well, um, in my own experience, and we talked about this, you know, in, in past shows, I had a series of big tragedies happen or big, you know, big moments of shifting happened to me um, in which my intuition suddenly just opened. And so a lot of this book is about um, not that moment when things open, but how do you go back in and reclaim and repeat and redo that ability to tap into divine consciousness, the universe, cosmic consciousness, all of the stuff that's... um, beyond our human um, ability to understand easily and to make that something that we can understand and, and use. So I wrote the book mainly because I've had all these experiences and I, I didn't know how to repeat it all. And so I started <laughs> going back and backtracking, going, well, this is how this works and this is how this works and um, um, trying to trying to make that direct connection to the divine very, very accessible in a step-by-step way. Yeah. Okay. So I love the fact that you say in the book that spiritual and psychic paths are the same, and that's kind of what you've just led us to with what you just said. So can you talk some more about that? What does that mean? Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big part of the book. Thank you for reminding me. Sometimes, you know, as, as you know, Andrea, when you write your own books, you write them and then... You do the interview, like, you know, a couple of years later, and they're like, huh, okay, <laughs> what, That's did I, right, yeah. what did I mean to say? But um, it became really clear to me that we've got, like, spiritual path on this one platform. You know, that's the purvey of the gurus and the mystics and, and the priests and the religious leaders. And, um, and then we had psychic stuff kind of uh, huddled away in the New Age corner, you know, the the crystal balls and the so on and so forth, the the, um, different traditions that weren't spiritual at all. And what I came to believe in my own path of becoming psychic or becoming intuitive unexpectedly after near-death experience and some other experiences um, was that spiritual paths and psychic paths are exactly the same. And thus, if you're a priest or a guru or a mystic and you're working on your meditation as practice and you're, you know, doing whatever practices you are in your particular tradition, after a certain point, your consciousness is going to lift because of those practices. And part of the consciousness lifting is that uh, you're going to have so-called psychic abilities. Um, In the same way, if you're a psychic marching along doing your um, trances and the other methods in which psychics might work, you're going to march along that path long enough, and at a certain point, your consciousness is going to lift, and you're going to have a spiritual and mystic experience. Um, we give them different names, but they're actually uh, the same, self-same path, just sort of started from one road or the other. Yeah, they all lead to the same place, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, you know, I'd probably say probably aspects of science lead to the same place. Probably some mm-hmm. aspects of creative art, cre- you know, cre- the creative expressions. Uh, anything pursued to a level of consciousness leads to the same place. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Even um, uh, back in 1991, um, we had some people begin to really push us in the field of psychiatry and psychology and mental health in general to mm-hmm. start looking at the spiritual aspects of psychology as well. So uh, people are begin have begun to do that through things like transpersonal counseling. So, yeah, there's everything that, that leads to that place. And what you said is there's no separation between your divine self and your earth self, and I think that's where that all leads. So uh, tell us what you mean by earth self. What is the earth self? Well, the earth self is, um, at least in my life, the earth self is the one that struggles. And the earth self is the one that, um, like in, okay, in my, in my life again, because my earth self is a little disorganized and, and has trouble moving through the day sometimes, you know, it's, you, you suddenly discover that your, your website has not been giving you a 100 emails <laughs> that you were supposed to be receiving, or your earth self has to pay the bills, or your earth self has to deal in relationship with others, or your earth self has to go through, you know, the pain of human existence, whether that's, you know, losing someone you love or someone being sick or yourself being sick or all these things that being angry, being in a place of violence, all these um, experiences that we struggle with. Divine self, of course, is our soul self, and um, everything's always wonderful as divine self. We're in this state of uh, higher consciousness where we're all kind of light and love. It's it's the melding of the two that is our challenge here in this lifetime. It's, um, you know, the melding, not just trying to go around as first person, you know, speaking in voices of love and light, uh, but truly, truly integrating so that we're both things at the same time. Um, yes. Authentic living, you know, that's that's what you talk about. That's that's the whole key there, being authentic to both parts of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And that would make the difference between what people talk about when, you know, in uh, leadership seminars, we hear people talking about eth- excellence and in, you know, self-help books, we talk about self-improvement. And then in the New Age, New Thought movement, we talk about higher self. And really all of that sort of coalesces when you talk about beca- merging the divine self with earth self and uh, actually letting the divine self be the lead, take the lead in that. Yeah, and letting the divine self take the lead, of course, might mean, you know, fairly disastrous results for the earth self in terms of what mainstream might, you know, view as being successful or highest achievement. Um, Sometimes the divine might want you to drop out of of your hard-charging career and take a very, you know, reflective um, time in your life and all the people in your career might say, oh, you're crazy. How can you leave all this behind? And divine self is saying, no, if if my purpose is to get to higher consciousness, this is what is required. So it's about um, always letting divine lead to the true authentic, um, you know, merging of, of what these two pieces require. Yes, and unfortunately, when we have a crisis like those you've described, or what we might consider a tragedy, we don't we don't aren't guided there necessarily through some kind of surrender experience. But we have the crisis first, and then maybe check in with the divine self later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 All right. 
Okay. Okay. So you also talk about intuition being something that we use to see where we are now. And you, you mentioned a little while ago that, it, that uh, you sort of defined intuition for us. So tell me how divine self and intuition work together. Well, one of the ways, so when we're trying to figure out a situation in our lives, one, one of the tools we can use is our, you know, some of the tools are prayer or meditation. And also in that, um, kind of toolbox is intuitive gathering. And that's what my book talks about and teaches quite a bit. Um, intuitive gathering with, um, the guides and with energies and, um, with imagery and with uh, emotion, we'll probably talk about those later in the show, but one of the ways that the divine tends to give us information is, I would call it maybe um, metaphorically or in imagery or in emotionally rich imagery, sort of like you receive dreams or sort of like when you're reading a book and all the characters and the places come very much alive in your head. Um, but we have this ability to see in our mind's eye and to hear in our mind's ear. And that leads us to a picture or an image or an emotion that allows us to understand, like, where we really are. So, um, for example, I had a, a client who called into um, my radio show, and he had a lot of issues with finding a job, we'll say. Um, when we looked intuitively at what was really going on in his life, it wasn't about finding a job. It was about the emotion of fear, um, the emotion of feeling that everything was falling apart, that everything was shifting and changing, and the fear and anxiety that this brought up. So being able to get down to where he really was, which was in a fear state, allowed him to see that, you know, job doesn't matter, really. It's about um, connecting to a place where the fear can be dissipated, where you All right, can live so from a place of clarity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you now. We're going to have to take a break. But, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we we want to move past that place of fear. And we're going to talk some more about that in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Every moment that we live provides us with numerous opportunities to grow more deeply spiritually through our active engagement in positive, concrete ways that can uplift, encourage, and help ourselves and each other. Become a part of Our Sacred Journey with your host, Audrey Katagawa. Our program will include guests who will share their experiences with you to inspire you to help create a peaceful, 
cooperative present and future and to explore your creativity and the valuable contributions which you can make. Our Sacred Journey airs live Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back this afternoon uh, talking with Sarah Wiseman about her book, Becoming Your Best Self, A Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And uh, you were talking just before the break, and I had to interrupt you. We missed our cues there, and uh, I had to interrupt you to stop you. So I want to just let you pick back up where you bookmarked that. Sure. Oh, thanks, Andrea. Um, yeah, I was talking about the way that, that we can gather intuitive information to help us in our daily lives. And one of the examples I gave was about a client who was, had been out of work for a long time and was, came to me very concerned about, you know, how, how is he going to find a job and where should he look for a job and so on. And when we looked, um, at the intuitive information or the divine information, it was really all about fear. Uh, the point wasn't for him to get a job. The point was for him to look at, in this case, the fear that was possessing him around the ideas of security and abundance and those kinds of things. So one of the ways intuitive gathering is it'll provide you with clarity of where you are now in terms of um, where you are now in terms of what your true emotion is. But it's not always about emotions. That would be um, maybe a little too easy. I mean, we can just kind of look into our hearts and feel our emotions in, in many cases. But uh, it also provides some factual information that can help you understand um, uh, different aspects of what uh, might be coming in the future or might be arriving to you as possibility and having the ability to look at this stuff um, just helps so much in taking the big picture view, taking the divine view of our situation here on earth. And of course, always taking the divine view is so healing and so supportive and uh, helps so much rather than taking the mundane earthly view. Yeah, and the earth view says we're divided, we're separate from the divine, and we can't link with that except through some kind of, you know, um, special experience or we're special people or we die and go to heaven or, you know, right. however you think of that. So so what you're saying is that there is no separation and therefore 
our intuitive powers are just there for us at all times. Yeah, to be used as tools, just like we'd use the tools of, you know, in the old days when we used to make a, you know, five-year goal plan or five-year plan, it's like, well, yeah, make your, don't make your plan. Uh, instead, look at your, um, you know, what five aspects of your intuitive gathering are would the divine like you to look at in terms of your soul growth and in terms of your um, becoming more conscious in your experience here on Earth. Um, right. That's that's the key stuff. Yeah. So it's all about our own uh, waking up as we become, we merge more with that divine self and the earth self. So you said the trust is the core of how to use your these tools, but mm-hmm. trust is also the problem, right? <laughs> I mean, we have trouble trusting that we're we really can do this. Yeah. Well, I think in the beginning you have trouble trusting. And, like, when I teach workshops, I don't even bother. <laughs> I don't even bother doing the whole trust talk because I know that a certain, you know, group of the folks in that I'm teaching are going to totally get it immediately and just headlong rush into intuitive gathering. Um, trust is immediate. And then there's this other group that, you know, for whatever reasons, the, the wounds or the past history in their life is going to really hover around that trust issue and really... Uh, try and um, check it and track it. And to that group, I just say, just, you know, keep keep doing the practice and give it time. And you'll see that um, over time, the accuracy of the intuitive gathering versus taking the rational approach, taking the intuitive approach instead of the rational approach, produces results that are um, so much more pleasing and helpful and healing in our lives. And so... Why not use the tool that's going to bring you more of the the good stuff <laughs> that you want? So trust trust is just um, by experience. Trust comes as you experience again and again and again the amazing things that the intuitive process brings to you. Absolutely, and in the same way that we learn to trust a person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we have the experience with them. And, you know, that, that piece is, is so big, uh, that, and that is why I think in our society, and you are, I'm sure you experienced this, that, that, that these skills, these tools that we have ready at our disposal are just sort of dissed and, uh, and put away because we don't trust it. We don't, we don't really believe that we can have the capacity to know what we actually do already know. Well, and I think um, I think that it, for much part of civilization, these tools of prayer and meditation and the mystic experience, which is also the psychic or intuitive experience, those were um, kind of gathered up by organized religion um, or um, held under the the thumb of you know the the one spiritual leader for a community. I mean, I would imagine that in the 1300s, say, people lived so close to nature that they were having mystic experiences pretty much all the time. And I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know this, but that's what I would imagine living, living at times like those. That that that's what the reality was like. Um, but the church, you know, for example. Uh, sort of gathered up and said, we have the priests, we are the ones, the, the saints have the mystic experiences, etc. This is not for the ordinary person. And now, of course, I think the Pew Report said 
I think 70% of, of Americans no longer are practicing in the religion in which they were raised. And so now, of course, uh, people are flocking to a place of, I can have this mystic experience on my own. It's not required that I have someone um, leading and telling me how it's done. My divinity is in, my, is in personal to me, and it's in my own self. And that's one of the big shifts that we're seeing, you know, in this society today. Yeah, so that we can we can go within and find some of the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay, uh, we've got a lot of listeners out there who don't particularly consult with spirit guides or other messengers. So would you say that those people are still are less able to guide themselves if they don't specifically have a spirit guide or a messenger come from, from the divine to, to speak with us? How would you say those people might be able to tap oh, into Oh, no. That? I think, you know, again, there's so many um, paths. If, if you like to meditate and that's working for you, do that. If you are dreaming and the metaphoric or the, the imagery or the messaging is coming through um, in your consciousness that way, sleep a lot <laughs> and dream a lot. There's, mm-hmm. This is just... Um, one way that seems, one methodology that seems to work for a lot of people who um, maybe have had trouble using the other ways. It's very, it's very user friendly to work with spirit guides if that's a, a modality that uh, seems enjoyable to you. It's very um, comforting to work with them. If that's something that you reject in your belief system, the divine will reach you in a in, in another methodology. You know, so many thank paths you. up the yeah. mountain. Yeah, thank you. Because we have all kinds of listeners out there. But mm-hmm. what what you're talking about is you've had some specific experiences with with spirit guides and do quite frequently. And so you teach people in your book how they might raise their vibrational level so that they can begin not only to open but to receive information. So uh, you talk about gauging vibration and raising your vibration. What's the difference between those two? Gauging vibration is sort of sensing the energy, like the energetic field in everything around you, whether it's an object or it could even be an idea or a memory or an experience. Sort of like when we look at color, color's not really there. It's just something we assign as a a way of gauging how things look different. So when we look at vibration, you know, a pen has a different vibration than the blanket your grandmother knit for you, and that has a different vibration than, you know, the memory of your first date with your beloved, for example. Um, So we learn to gauge vibration um, to discern the subtle differences in energy in things and objects and ideas. And then in terms of the vibration we hold in our own body, uh, it's almost like taking a temperature or learning to look at where we're settling with our energy and understanding that we have the ability to sort of lower or raise this uh, simply by focusing our attention. Um, the best place to do intuitive gathering is when our uh, uh, vibration is raised to um, a certain level of um, a certain high, highness or a certain level of um, of vibration. And so this is what we teach, uh, how to get to that sort of psychic sweet spot where it's real easy to gather the information. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that psychic sweet spot in just a minute. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Sarah Wiseman about her book, Becoming Your Best Self, The Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy. Stay tuned. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you ever ask yourself, Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? What do I do next? Life energies are based on the chakras, and this is the foundation of holistic healing. Find the balance in your life by tuning in to Healing Possibilities with your host, Tracy Makarenko. Through engaging guests and Tracy's spiritual guidance, each week we'll explore a different modality of healing designed to help you find peace and wholeness. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Sarah Wiseman about her book, Becoming Your Best Self, The Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy. And we were talking just before the break about of vibrations and the difference between gauging vibration and raising your vibration. And in the book, you talk a lot about how you can raise your vibrational level. And uh, we see a lot online about that as well, about that vibrational level. Why, why does that make a difference? Well, you know, it's interesting. So um, last this month has been kind of a doozy for me personally. I've spent a lot of t- I've spent 20 days in hospitals out of 30 <laughs> as my... Wow. Um, my mom was really ill in ICU and, and in the hospital. She's been in the hospital for about a month. And then my uh, young 12-year-old daughter went through um, big scoliosis surgery, which she's recovering beautifully. But um, one of the things I found, you know, here I teach workshops and we take people and help them raise vibration in the workshop so that they're able to go into this um, gentle, relaxed, or gentle trance state, which is sort of the psychic sweet spot for how you gather intuitive information. And it was very interesting for me to be sitting in all those hospital rooms and all those hospital, you know, surgery waiting rooms and 
and um, this idea that it was very difficult for me at that time to um, what I would call find God in the room at those times. And I was like, why? You know, here I'm trying to check in with my intuitive gathering at these moments of, you know, high stress. You know, how is the surgery going? How is this person recovering? And I was really very blocked in my ability to do it. And it took a while for me to realize that once again, um, in this case, fear, my vibration was so low from being in this fearful, anxiety, stress state of being in this, you know, crisis mode uh, that I wasn't able to access the intuitive information as well. And it's not just in crisis state. I think in terms of how people live so much now, they get so busy. They get so busy with um, <laughs> things that just are, like, not important at all. Um and they get into these adrenalized states. And so when you're in crisis or anxiety or fear or adrenaline or anger, um, it's not possible to uh, reach intuitive gathering in those states. It's almost like uh, some people like to think of it as the chakras, like red, red up to purple. Um, you'd need to be in a chakra state of probably blue or purple or higher in order to do internal... Uh, intuitive gathering is almost like we can't get to the divine when we're in our lowest earth self. We have to raise our earth self up to a vibrational level where communication is possible. Like we go up and they probably come down so that we're in this channel of communication where we can both tune into what's going on with these, with, between the different realms of consciousness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that way of describing it because it 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 almost makes it physical, and I I do believe it does have a physical component to it as well. But uh, and what you're saying there is is that we're not separate from the divine, but we do have to access the divine, and our consciousness doesn't lead us to that in our normal everyday lives, and so we have to be at a different vibrational level in order to access what's already there for us. Do I have yeah. that right? Yeah, we have to choose. Our normal, everyday, modern life leads, that leads us away from the divine, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do things like we go into nature, or we dance, or we do music, or we sing, or um, in physical intimacy with another person, all those are things that, you know, holding a baby, cuddling with a dog, all those things are things that raise our vibration up, you know, real high. We're in these very open-hearted uh, places where we can connect easily to the divine. That's how we um, can uh, be living all of our lives. But but mainstream life so often often sucks us down to you know the should do's, the fear, the anxiety, all the all the lower vibrations that don't serve us at all, and mm-hmm. certainly don't help our intuitive abilities. Yeah, they don't get us where we're going unless we can explore them for information as well. Okay. So, okay, yeah. So, okay. So now we talk about that's that's just a very very brief overview about uh, what you've said so much in so much detail in the book uh, about how we can sort of begin that process of accessing. And you've given uh, really exercises in the book that'll help people do that. So I really encourage folks to buy this book and read it and really do some of the work because it's very meaningful work. 
Um, but how, what about relationships? And you, you, you've, you've run the gamut there too from attracting love to how we heal relationships in the now and also even beyond time. So, so talk mm-hmm. a little bit about relationships in general. What, why, why do we even need them? <laughs> well, you know, you know, it, life would be simpler. <laughs> It was just us, right? Um, You know, it's easy to be the holy person on the mountain all by yourself, just with you and and God. But, uh, you know, throw in your neighbor or your partner or your friend that you're not getting along with and that the story changes. You know, as souls, you know, we're just here to teach each other. And so a lot of these uh, lessons that we um, have to learn together involve getting through... uh, relationship issues, getting through um, issues in which, you know, both of our earth selves are behaving like idiots and our souls are saying, hey, come on, <laughs> let's work this out. So um, relationships, I asked relationships in because so much of intuitive gathering, you know, is just about factual detail, what's going to happen in the future, what's, where am I now? But um, really the questions that people mostly have, the clients that I work with is, you know, how can I deal with this person or, um, you know, my wife seems distant, distant to me or I have a long feud with my father and he's ailing now. And so it became very clear that, uh, you know, we are all each other's teachers and in, uh, in the teaching of each other, uh, there were some tools that we could use intuitively um, in divine space to really help uh, solve and soothe and, and uh, um, sort of help relax any relationship conflicts that were going on. So um, you can you you can work energetically with a person or with a relationship just as effectively as you can work with a person in talking with them, um, you know, one to one or even on the phone. And that's a big part of what that teaches is how to go about doing that process to create change. Um, in a relationship with another person. Right. And as we change there, we change internally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, can you give us an example of how uh, relationships heal each other? I mean, the pe- two people involved in a relationship can heal the, their relationship. Yeah. One of, the, one of the techniques. So in the book, it really takes people from, you know, sensing energy to going in and um, working with the guides um, and a lot of what happens in those parts are um, talks about how um, metaphor is used so frequently in divine communication. It's like they're not necessarily able to use words with us. They'll use an image of an apple, say, to represent health, just as an example, or they'll use an image of an apple with a worm to suggest something that's... Um, you know, being invaded or being decayed from the insider that's wormy or, or, you know, something that you shouldn't take a bite of. And so um, in relationships also, when you gather information, you can put up, I'm going to use some of the terms from the book, but I don't want to confuse people too much by being uh, brief about it, but you can put up in your consciousness uh, yourself as human and as divine self both. And then you can also put up or hold intention to look at a relationship with another person. And then using this technique, you can actually see the energy between you. You can see the emotions between you. You'll often see 
um, an image or um, a metaphoric image or symbolic image that helps you understand uh, the relationship. So in, in some ways, you know, some people might relate it to if you if you uh, wanted to think about it in terms of, it's, I wouldn't say it's archetypal, I wouldn't say that, but you could think of it that way. So that, uh, say in the case of one client, a gentleman who had this huge uh, problem with his father, when he put up himself, he saw himself as a um, hunched over, um, like the person that was being kicked, and he saw his father as, uh, this giant, giant bully who was kicking and pounding on him. And yet, when he looked deeper intuitively into this father image that was being presented, that whole bully simply fell away, and inside was a tinier, tiny, tiny, tiny person that was absolutely fearful, scared, and helpless, and who had been... Uh, you know, kicked himself by his own generation before. So the human would just look at the father and say, what a bully, what a jerk, never have anything to do with him. The intuitive side goes in and gets the um, the emotional truth of the situation or the energetic truth of the situation. And with that realization, you're more able to do something about that relationship, to look at it maybe not with fear or anger, but to look at it for the first time with compassion. Um, and sometimes that's the that's the kind of change that brings about, you know, miraculous healings, just that simple looking at it from emotional or energetic view as opposed to factual view. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, and you talk in the book also about mediumship, and I don't, I, we've got a couple, three, four minutes before the break, so I want to talk about that as well, because that is part of the way we heal our relationships. Some of the people that I've worked with in psychotherapy have a disastrous relationship with a parent who's already deceased. So yeah. tell us about what we do with that. Yeah, you know, you just, it's interesting. Uh, mediumship was pretty terrifying for me. I didn't uh, explore that as, as a technique for a long time. Uh, exactly the same thing. Um, uh, the departed will either show up if they're available. Uh, they'll show up not in the room as ghosts, but they'll show up as a sensation or a presence or uh, simply a knowing. They'll communicate in exactly the same way with uh emotional resonance or embedded um, emotion or symbolic imagery. Uh, very simple, very delightful. Um, no reason to be afraid of it. Um, all of the departed that I've ever come across are so filled with absolute uh, love for and understanding that we're in this place of struggle and they have, they're not, <laughs> they've moved to mm-hmm. something way surpassing, you know, where we are. And um, we're going to be there too one day. So the veil is, um, I wouldn't even call it a veil. It's its just the stepping into presence, stepping out of presence at will, uh, going in and visiting them the same exact way you'd, you'd go in and speak to a guide or look for other intuitive information. 
Yeah, and I like the word presence there. We're going to come back to that one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to take another break now, just before our last segment with Sarah Wiseman, just talking about her book today, Becoming Your Best Self, The Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this last segment. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy are every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Well, they say time flies when you're having fun. So we're having a lot of fun today, and time has flown. And we're at our last segment, and uh, we're talking today to Sarah Wiseman about her book, Becoming Your Best Self, The Guide to Clarity, Inspiration, and Joy. And we were just talking about mediumship and how that can help uh, heal relationships with the departed. I want to talk a little bit now, if you will, about a past life regression. But before we go there, I don't want to miss this chance to go ahead and ask you, if you will, to, to tell our listening audience how you can, how they can connect with you, any events you've got coming up that they might attend, oh, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, so the, the book is out now. You can get that on Amazon or at your local bookseller. And then I've also created a companion audio course, which contains all of the exercises uh, kind of set out separately so that if you want help being walked through audio-wise um, with the exercises and the guided meditations, it's just a really simple way to do it. I thought that would be kind of useful for folks. That's on my website. Um, and then they can turn into my radio show, Ask Sarah. Uh, just 
you can get free podcasts, Ask Sarah on iTunes, you'll find them. And there's a whole bunch. And right now we're covering the book step by step, chapter by chapter, um, each weekly um, show. So that might be something of interest to folks. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So is there a link that you want to share about your radio show where they can go and listen to that? Sure. I think the easiest place would just go to sarahweisman.com, F-A-R-A-W-I-S-E-M-A-N.com, and pretty much everything is there. Okay, (laughs) good. All right. Very good. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about past life now. How, how How do we connect with that? How do we, how does that help us heal? Yeah, you know, again, it's so, a lot of these, um, I wish there was a better term for past life because it sounds so mysterious and so new age and so difficult. Uh, it's really not difficult. We just go into consciousness and when you're at a certain level of consciousness, you know, time and space and matter simply don't form themselves in your reality in the same way. And it's very simple to go back in a gentle trance or gentle relaxed state and revisit or relook at some of the different life experiences you've had during, you know, different lifetimes. And again, what this provides, um, I usually set the container or in the book I set the container so that we're always going to a past life that's uh, sort of one of those lifetimes that paralleled this lifetime so that we can go back and look at, um, you know, the particular lesson that maybe we were looking at when we were a, a surf in the Middle Ages <laughs> making woodworking. Um, and what lesson were we working on then? What's the lesson? And what is the parallel to what we're working on now? And sometimes just seeing ourselves as, oh, my gosh, I'm just soul inhabiting these different bodies and these different cultures and these different time frames. And look at me. I'm just soul and I'm still working on the same lesson. Maybe this lifetime, you know, I should buck that up a little and work a little harder so I can get some new lessons going on. Um, very interesting process. But again, uh, not hard to do. You just go into the relaxed state and walk back a little bit. And before you know it, you're just taken to... Uh, an experience that you can look at. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that what that does is tell us sort of uh, where we are today. It can tell us what we're working on in this life. And, and mm-hmm. is, is it true that the lives, past lives that we remember in a past life progression uh, of our own or with someone else are relative to whatever lessons we're learning in this one? Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, I think it would be impossible to know how many past lives, I mean, how would you even access that? How many past lives we each have? Maybe it's five, maybe it's five billion. I don't, I don't have the answer to that. Um, but in my experience and an experience I've had with clients is that whenever we do a past life regression, we always go immediately back to a lifetime that is like, has such resonance with even though situation may be very different, you might be a man, whereas now you're a woman. You might be poor, whereas now you're well off. Whatever it is, uh, the, the soul lessons resonate clearly um, with the past life that you end up entering. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the point, the whole point of doing a past life regression then would be all about healing something in the present. 
Well, yes, healing something or just just bringing awareness to it. And sometimes okay. that in itself is enough to, to uh, begin the journey of healing or come yeah. to terms with. Yeah, yeah, well said. Thank you. Yeah, so, so as we're journeying through life and we are uh, uh, mystified by a life experience, we've got at our fingertips all of these resources from the past, from the people that we thought were dead, which are really still alive. And, and what we find out is that, that there was no beginning and there is no end. And, and, and so we can connect with all that was and all that is for, you know, anytime we want. If I got that right? Yes. And, and I wouldn't, um, I know that maybe some listeners aren't of the belief system of the guides and angels and the ascended, but I would not leave them out. Uh, those are, sort of these helpers that are at a more advanced level than we are. And certainly, uh, in my own life, I'm, I'm more than willing to accept help from anyone who's, who's further along than I am. Um, mm-hmm. But they tend to show up uh, in droves. Uh, you know, Jesus shows up, the saints show up, depending on what culture, you know, different people or different cultures receive from the holy beings, you know, of, of their heritage, um, these beings uh, are always there in whatever realm they exist supporting us. And so I think it's imperative to include include that level of guidance, not just the departed or looking at the past, you know, those things, but looking also at the, um, the uh, holy ones that are there to help us too. Yeah, so... Would you say that spirit guides are people that have departed or are they divine beings? I mean, everybody is divine beings, so I guess there's yeah. no separation there, I, but. I think they're, my feeling is that the departed arrive with a certain energy. The spirit guides and the ascended and the angels, they have a, again, it's like this idea of gauging vibration. They, to me, in my experience, have a higher level vibration than the departed. And to my, what I received, um, is that they are ascended. Um, they would no longer consider themselves departed beings if, if they ever uh, lived on the earth. They are so far ascended from that. It's, it's not really a term that they'd use. Yeah, and I've even had people tell me, people who don't really believe in spirit guides or angels or messengers of any kind, will tell me that they've dreamed about an angel who came and told them something. And, uh, and of course they, they believe it that way and, and it makes sense to them that way. So that's what you're saying is that the message can come through any way it comes through, but it comes through. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. And some people, you know, completely don't, don't, um, go with the idea of, of spiritual guidance, but they'll go so more of the shamanic tradition with, you know, animal totems or animals appearing and, um, whatever you're open to. Is sort of whatever's gonna, what's gonna, what's gonna show up for you. So, yep. um, I'm pretty much open to lots of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've yep, you a are. A variety of experiences. So, not, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show today. Really appreciate you coming and talking to us about what you have to offer. And I want to say that next week we're going to be talking about authentic relationships. So you want to be here for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.
Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.